Forza Vista, episode 260. My name is Andrew, and I'm one of Theo's babies. Yes, I'm wearing a nappy. Uh, I don't think I should be made to feel bad for that. I am a baby after all. Uh, I've got several teeth by now. I'm pretty proud of them. I'm starting to chew up solid food. Very cool. Uh, Dad says he's super proud of me. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel good. Yeah. Proud of you, buddy. <laughs> He's so supportive. He's so supportive. So good to have you be proud of me. I bet that must feel amazing. Well, great news, because I'm joined here by another one of Theo's babies. It's Ben. Hey, Ben. I think I I toddle. I think I'm a toddler. You're toddling now? Let's get this straightened out, because which one's which? which? Is Ben the big boy? I mean, I thought I was the big boy going into this. Oh, so you're the toddler and I'm the baby. Yeah, you're the toddler. So, fin- Actually, I'm 23. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> you okay? So, Andrew, you've got little little bear boots that are just the Dickens. Uh-huh. Uh And Ben, you've got a kind of cold stare and the ability to to jet about a thimbleful of diarrhea across a change table. <laughs> uh, like father, like son. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> I forgot the experience of like bicycling uh, babies' knees against their belly and having them emit a thin green gruel from their asshole. Oh, yeah, I also forgot that experience that I've definitely had as well. Well, yeah, you were emitting it at the time. That's probably why you've forgotten it. Oh, I, I must be. One of the luckiest parents because I've I've never had a so so two kids who are now well and truly out of the baby zone, and I have never um I've never been hit with a jet of urine while changing a baby. Oh man, I've been I've, hit like five times already in the last week. <laughs> I've I've never been hit with a with a jet of diarrhea. Um, never never had a poop in the bathtub. Oh my god! <laughs> not a not a single poop in the bathtub. Oh, now you just rub it in. Finn, uh, Finn like, is like, a notorious bath shitter. Yeah, thanks <laughs> for the, the photo of the bath turd that you posted, posted in our group chat last night. <laughs> we do get it's like proof of life that we get for your son. I was like quite drunk. And just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, a message in the group chat. What can this be? <laughs> just, ah, oh, fuck. Thanks, man. I appreciate uh, and, all that you do. And because he an kind update. of like, he's he's pretty self-sufficient these days. So he'll just sit in the <laughs> bathtub by himself and like have a play, right? While we're, you know, getting other stuff sorted. And then the dreaded words drift out of the bathroom. Finny, poo in, bath. See, Finny, I think if you can construct the sentence, <laughs> you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> you should. Do you- he doesn't. The the justification's not there for him because he's not seeing a downside so far. Well, I mean, no, he, he knows he to wants to. Up or anything, yeah. He knows he wants to get out of the bath though, so he knows that it's a problem. <laughs> he can he, articulate that. Yeah. And he's still doing it. Yeah. I mean, look. Babies don't know about cognitive dissonance. Are you laughing when he does it? Are you encouraging him? Does he know he's doing good gear? Do you frown? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. So no, you don't you no. don't say, "Oh no, not another yeah, poopy." Ab- of, of course we do. But there's we a say, smile in your oh, voice. No. There's a laugh. 
in your voice that he hears. Let, let me ask though. Do you say? Do you say? Uh oh. Or do you say? Uh oh. Oh, Finn. <laughs> you shouldn't have. <laughs> well, look. I mean, on one level, as I know that I've just said that I haven't experienced the bathtub poops, but um, we're we're pretty we're pretty strongly in the ballpark of uh, try not to impart feelings of shame for things oh, that absolutely. your body does onto your kids. You know, you can always clean up the poop, but you can't. You can't unbreak that heart. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, also never had the experience of the child who has either like reached into their own nappy or oh. or pulled it off and like done the done the like finger yeah. painting kind no, of deal. Finn's, yeah. Finn hasn't done that yet, but he does he does certainly like to um start dancing while we're like in the middle of changing a enormous wet <laughs> gloopy nappy. Oh, uh, and he's just sort of like kicking his legs about, having a great time, putting his feet in it. Oh, brother, no. Putting his feet on the floor. This is the podcast, Punta Vista. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy that, like, this <laughs> something really beautiful and spectacular has happened in your life, and that you have just had a little tiny baby son, mm-hmm. like, a, a week ago? One week ago. To the day? Like, to the, almost to the hour. Uh, and... To celebrate that, we're going to spend 10 minutes talking about yeah, different ways diarrhea him. can ruin yeah. your life. <laughs> uh, well, I was working up to that, Ben. So, Theo, am I to understand that there's a new baby in your life? There is a new baby in my life. Baby two. I got a new baby. Baby, the went sequel. To, went to the hospital. Picked one up I liked. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> Evaded you... security. <laughs> Were and I love you very dearly. You're one of my closest friends. Sure. You have a manner of communicating sometimes <laughs> that is uh-huh. insanely annoying. <laughs> In the, to just be like, uh, I'm out tonight because Caitlin and I have plans. Like, okay, and then you're like, whoop, out tonight for different reasons, and we're like, okay, huh? yeah. I mean, and then Andrew has it to no guess: basis. is it for baby reasons? And you reply, maybe. <laughs> then you go dark for an entire day And then in the yeah, morning I'm like Hey how baby. are you And you reply Yeah fine <laughs> And then more specifically When we ask about the baby You're like Oh yeah no He was born at oh, 7 o'clock last night <laughs> You piece of shit <laughs> What? Hey, what I, is the problem? I correctly guessed Because he said Stuff's happening mm. Stuff's happening that's, that's, a, a, that's a classic thing When you're expecting a baby yeah, yes. things are, hap- things happen are starting once, to happen. It does start to happen, yeah. Awful. You, like, you know, you're not beholden to us. We don't yeah. have to... Obviously, no, you had some other things going on, but maybe when you, like, woke up in the morning, you're going to be like, oh, by the way, say hi to Noah. I did. You No, you would... Oh, my God, I... <laughs> Also, you were replying to posts in like to people's joke posts in the other channels, but not to us directly asking you. <laughs> oh. My God, oh, the man's got his priorities. This is different you know? parts of my brain. All right, yeah, yeah. You didn't have the, the the social energy to tell me friends. Oh, by the way, I'm a, I'm a double dad now. Yeah. How did uh? Dad squared. Dad squared. How uh? How did it all go? Was this was this one faster than the last one? It it was faster. The last one was uh, sixteen hours. Uh, this one was a a clean thirteen. As they say, okay, so it's like like a personal best, but you're not bringing it down dramatically. PB, but you also you don't want to make it much faster than that. That's where you. Oh, we did. That got yeah, wild. well, that's where you start yeah. to get structural issues. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's where we started to get uh, the baby came out before we could get to the hospital issues. Yeah, you know. So yeah, backseat of car problems. Front seat. Uh, sorry, Kate. Yeah, Caitlin just messaged me to say Finn was twenty hours. So don't oh. you dare get that wrong. <laughs> She's right. She's right. <laughs> Fuck that up. Wow, Jesus. Yeah. Wives can hear the podcasts from the other room. They, I often, they sure can. <laughs> I often get messages correcting the thing that I'm saying. Oh, are you describing this? Because it was actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I, I just want to say congratulations to Theo for doing the, the main hard work of having a baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh, love doubled, not halved much, bitch. Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. I just came up with it. <laughs> That's me. Oh boy, um, a, a a beautiful bouncing baby boy that has mm-hmm. been safely delivered into the world. That was the one thing we did want to happen. That's uh, right. Sometimes, however, the opposite of that. That takes us to our segment: the one thing we didn't want to happen. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. Uh, this comes to us from Newsweek. Body found in trunk of car bought at auction. Oh, no. Mm, free body. Mm-hmm. You pay for that? Oh, am I going to have to pay tax on that? You know, when they crack up in the boot. The body of a man was found in the trunk of an SUV bought at auction from a Washington state scrapyard, according to police. Brave and auto and metals workers discovered the body inside a 2002 Ford Explorer at the scrapyard in Linwood on Thursday, August the 4th. So, wait a minute. Who's Who's buying this SUV? I the think... auto metals place? Yes. Uh, are they just buying it for scrap? Is that for scrap. Yes, okay. yeah, I believe so, yeah. Right. Because I, tr- I was kind of trying to figure out, like, who's buying a car and not sort of just having a quick gander at it. You just know? a squeeze. Yeah. yeah. Should I check I the interior? No, it's probably yeah. fine. What's I think the they're worst just eyeballing. Like, just scrap. Metal, yeah. Yep. I mainly want it for the wheels, you know. According to Fox 12, the vehicle was meant to have been inspected by a third party before it arrived at the scrapyard, but it slipped by without being checked. It seems like they're really making it seem like the 2002 Ford Explorer was being sneaky. (laughs) (laughs) Glancing both ways, you know, before poking through. Uh, Like the security cameras sweeping the hallway, and once it gets all the way over to one side, there goes the 2002 Ford Explorer. It's got an upended cardboard box over it, and it's just shuffling down the hall. <laughs> also, are they implying that there's someone's wh- whose entire job it is to check for bodies in the boots of cars before they go out for auction? Yeah, and there's a th- they're a third party. They're a contractor brought in by the Washington scrapyard, <laughs> the body checker. The discovery was made before the vehicle was set to be crushed and sold for scrap. Good news. Yeah, that is that is good. That's good news. There's a bit of a trope in like uh, crime movies of putting a body in a car and then like taking the car to the wreckers, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's that's supposed to be the point. You know, sometimes in a movie they'll they'll like uh, body in the trunk, drive the car into a river. You know, mm. they'll hold hold down the accelerator with a brick and then put it into gear in it. 
and it shoots off in there and then they're like dusting the hands problem yep. solved and it's it's portrayed in movies like once you get the body in the in the trunk into the scrapyard and then it gets into the crusher they're like phew problem solved oh absolutely I, I can't What's help but problem? feel like when when you crush the car that still has a human in it, much softer than metal. I'm kind of getting like a... Do you think it's going to fire, fire out like silly string? Yes. Yes. I, I think that it's going to come shooting out of all the holes in the car. <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least, you're, you're turning the body into a fine paste and then you're just kind of moving the cube over t- with all the other cubes to sit in the hot sun. Yeah. yeah. What's the problem? And it's like, at some point, someone's going to be like, this car yard smells like a lot of dead bodies. <laughs> One question. Why is that cube seeping? Mm. <laughs> a lot of cube ooze happening over there. I don't reckon that- it's going to be a problem. Hey, I reckon... You think like, it's you fine? Think about- I-, I don't think that people... I don't think that people will notice, right? You think about all the stuff that's in a car. You got oil. You got grease. You got uh, uh-huh. Alright, we're fluid. up to two We're up to two Hydraulic fluid Yep You have brake fluid You've That's got right. power steering fluid Exactly You've got coolant uh, You got <laughs> Aircon fluid And so on and so forth Right, there's a lot of so- cars, are, cars are wetter than you think Okay <laughs> So you fold up a body in that In that bad boy He's probably halfway desiccated already You know Mid to late biltong and you just slam that, <laughs> slam it into a cube. I'm not seeing the problem. You're basically right. canning him. You you are canning him. And You're the, canning and a man. He'll last forever in there. Yeah, Mate, yeah. Like I, ideally, ideally the 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 the, the, the car's man. body itself becomes the the outside of the can. Yeah, and and the yeah. rest of the car's natural fluids kind of encase intermix and like a pickling what, what embalm fluid. him a yeah maybe fluid. maybe there's sort of an embalming or yeah. or like like a nice a nice safe layer around him that keeps him perfectly preserved in that i'm just saying there's a lot of car mm-hmm. and there's not that much man no in a in a car man cube the ratio of uh, man to car yep. with a 2002 ford explorer to one man is probably 20 to 1 it's tiny yeah uh, 1 to 20 you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I wonder though. When you get it all compacted down, a lot of it's like sheet metal. You know. Do we hear about? Do we hear a lot about cars that have been cubed being uncubed to pull a body out? You can't uncube the car. You can't. I'm uncube just saying we're not car. finding many bodies in those cubes. Look, now, you make is it a great there's point. Not many there. bodies that go in there, or or it's is a it perfect a process. Pla- yeah. Yeah, I, I, no, know, I, I, I think you're on something. If you've cubed a body in a car. <laughs> if you've canned a man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd no, look, love to I, hear from you. You've, you've actually changed my mind on this one. Because oh. even, if, even if you're standing around height of summertime, whoo, something is off in this scrapyard, you know? Yeah, where do you begin? Even if, even if you know, you get your way over to one of the stacks of cubes, and you're like, I think it's that one, second from the bottom, yeah. the one with the ooze, the one with a little bit of ooze coming out. It's it doesn't match uh, the paint color of the car, you know. Even if you were like, 
there might be something funky going on in there. What do you do? Yeah. You can't you can't uncube that car. How could you possibly? How could you hope to? Where would you begin? I think you would need four very strong magnets on four sides of the cube. Hmm. And then you pull them all outwards and then you sort of extrude the cube. You don't want to go six magnets? Well, I mean, you could. <laughs> this is honestly my thinking. I was like, oh, well, that would be much more expensive to do. <laughs> I guess price isn't really an object here. Yeah, you'd want six. <laughs> See, whereas I, I think by the time you've really cubed it up, by the time you've properly cubed that bad boy, I think a lot of it is kind of crimped in and holding on to other pieces of the metal. Yeah, really strong magnets is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. really strong. But then, what if they pull it all apart too effectively and you go goop everywhere, you know? No, thank you. A uh, fun mental exercise I can give you, the listener. I want you to picture a man with a funny German accent saying cube extruder. You can have that for free. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, but I won't be trying to reproduce it. That's strictly for your imagination. Now, uh, immediately leaping into damage control on Saturday, August 6th, uh, Brave and Auto and Metals posted to Facebook saying, quote, We want to address a situation we are sure many of you have heard about. Yes, there was a body of a deceased man discovered in a vehicle once it arrived at our yard. I feel like there's a big but coming there. You Sentences you, you never think you'll type. <laughs> look, look, was there a body in the car? Yes. Uh, I th- look, their their main issue at this point is that they found the body before it got cubed. I'm, yeah. I'm totally on Theo's side now. I'm completely converted yeah. here. It's it's really a problem of paperwork. Uh, the post continues, the- This vehicle was purchased for auction, however. We do not have any other details. But we want to focus on the positive side of this. Mm-hmm. And that is the fact that this man has been found and his family will know where he is and hopefully get some closure. You don't Good get that with a them. cube situation. No. I'm just yes. saying, like, if, that, if, he got, if he got turned into a cube, you know, the cops bring the relatives of, you know, however many missing people they've got in and say, is this your son? It's just a cube. Yeah. <laughs> a cubed car. Who would know? It's so rough that, like, <laughs> for everyone involved in this, it's the absolute worst. But I don't think it would necessarily bring you maybe closure, but I don't think it would bring any sort of comfort to be like, he was sold with a 2002 Ford Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do they get their money back for the car, you think? Although I suppose once they take the body out of it, you know, you could still scrap that bad boy. I don't even know if necessarily the Braven and Auto Auto and Metals has to be the ones doing damage control. They were the ones that were sold a car yeah. with a man inside it. Like, I would have taken a in indignation there and been like, hey, it's really fucked up that someone sold us a car with a man inside it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just different. Setting Facebook status to cheesed. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling pretty angry this Saturday morning. Oh, I guess I've got to take care of this body now. Hmm. We, you have no idea how many little pine tree shaped fresheners we had to put in that car. Whole stack of them. God, those things smell bad. It's terrible. I, I do not I'd rather understand. smell the dead body. Absolutely. I would rather be smelling my own asshole 24 7 mm. than 
have to deal with a pine fresh Everglade hangy thing. I just um I just wind the windows down sometimes and air out the car. Yeah. That seems like it takes care of most of the problems that you might have with a car smell. I got into a uh an Uber, I believe. Boo boo uh, mm-hmm. A while ago, and the guy was trying to keep his his car smelling fresh, but he had unfortunately done what I believe to be the worst possible option that you can do, which is to just uh, stack air fresheners. No, oh. he had he had <laughs> like he had like four of them all together, you know, all off the windshield, uh, rear view yeah. mirror, and. It, that's a very unpleasant effect because they're already like a kind of a, a, they're already a very unpleasant smell and if you just add a bunch more of them it it really has like a very magnifying effect on that particular thing uh, I think we've got to get back to tradition we got to we got to embrace purpuri again oh got to embrace what purpuri yeah you said you wanted you a no, a no edits episode. No, no, Ben, Ben, I'm, I'm all ears, I'm all ears, buddy. No, I'm, I'm, I think that's great. I think maybe we could embrace a takes... sort of bouquet garni style Ooh. deal where you hang garlands of fresh herbs tied up in oh, a yeah, little yeah. bit of string. No, I'm, I'm big on that. We would hang that in the uh, in the chicken coop when it started smelling like chicken diarrhea. <laughs> 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 That'll happen. Yeah, imagine imagine happen. you get into a you get into a cab and he's just got like a, a bushel of fresh cut rosemary hanging up. Oh my yeah. god, I love yeah. that. No, I'm about that, yeah. Mm. Rosemary mm. and thyme dangling Oof. off your rear view mirror. That's more like Yeah, we need more we need more savory scents, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Rustic florals, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, you're getting there and you're also getting just like a hint of the Sunday roast, you know? Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit of that vibes. Maybe some, maybe some crushed up eucalyptus leaves. That's what we're talking about. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. Hey, uh, Theo. Yeah. Speaking of things getting crushed up. Yeah, hey. Speaking of, uh, so those are some cars that, uh, that stink. Oh. Speaking oh. of cars that stink. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Uh, this is a little segment, um, though I don't, I, yeah, I don't really have a title or a, or a theme song for, but, uh, I spend a lot of time online, uh, looking at tech stuff that makes me extremely mad. Um, so far I've got, uh, it's a Silicon Valley, big wet bitch zone. Yeah. Um, Sounds could be something like that. And then like a sick guitar lick after that. 
If any of you guys have got a sick guitar lick in you, you can just put that in post there. But this is the, uh, f- for want of a better title, the, the Silicon Valley Big Wet Bitch Zone, um, where we talk about um, Silicon Valley and their various big wet bitches. And um, the last couple of days, uh, I, you, everyone, um, saw these incredible videos of uh, testing the self-driving capabilities of a Tesla. And specifically, the Tesla's ability to recognize and stop for uh, a tiny uh, toddler-sized, toddler-shaped mannequin. Uh, We've got a couple of examples here. Um, Now, this is an audio medium, but trust me, the audio does tell the story. Uh, So we've got a daytime one. Andrew, if you can hit that daytime one for me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Here we go. <laughs> the sound of a uh, toddler mannequin getting mm-hmm. absolutely ethered like a head, bag of wet hands. Off. <laughs> um, and we've also got some testing done uh, at night time as well. If we can, uh, if we can hit that one, absolutely. Somehow worse. Mm-hmm. I think he hit that one harder. Um, I took a particular interest in these ones because um, I, so my uh, my honors thesis was on um, computer vision and object detection and, and stuff. So um, I got a little I got a little skin in the game on 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 this one. A little a little bit of understanding, and um, I wanted Did to you, have a you- little. You made a thing, right? I made uh, a thing. You made a thing that was used using li- lidar. No, no, lasers, I didn't. I didn't something? use lidar, but uh, but um, we can get into that. So, oh, um, just before thi- we th- do, just before yeah. we do, can you tell me what lidar is? Absolutely, we will get into that too. So, oh, okay. cool. Um, and this sort of speaks to why the Teslas are um a lot of a lot of why they're they're fully self driving and their autonomous stuff sucks ass because. At the core, um, Elon being the enormous narcissist but also um, dumb bitch that he is, sometime in like the mid-early 2000s, um, got a little bee in his bonnet about about LiDAR and said, no, we're not going to use it. We're not going to use it. We're just going to use cameras. So... On most, on the vast majority of autonomous vehicles, like you see that they're they're trying to build for Waymo and Google and and etc. and and Uber before they pulled out, um, they use lidar, which is a um, a thing that shoots out laser everywhere, not in the visual spectrum, but um, close. Um, shoots out laser and it measures the time that it takes for that laser to bounce off something and come back to you. You divide that by the speed of light and you get how far away that thing is. And you do that many, many times a second and you can build up like a, a 2D, 3D image of the world around you in terms of distances. Like dead. Um, don't know, haven't seen it. Um, whereas what the Teslas are doing, because Elon got this bee in his bonnet, uh, he said, well, the LiDAR stuff is expensive. Of course, it's expensive. will come down in price, but he's not counting on that. Um, so you just put a camera in front 
and it's just literally a camera, right? So to work out how to find out how far away things are from you, you have to do computer vision processing, right? So you've got to go, okay, well, I'm here. I've got fucking this blob of white and black over here and it's moving like this and the other one's moving in relation to it. So, you know, do a whole bunch of AI stuff and try and work it out. Whereas the LiDAR is literally just bounce a laser, come back and it tells you it's, you know, 5.6 meters away. Um, and you can always do best of both worlds, right? You can combine the two of them for, you know, what they what they call um, sensor synthesis um, to just sort of like, you know, hedge your, blo- hedge your losses, hedge your bets sort of thing. Um so, the Teslas are always going to be terrible. But a fun thing about their business model is that they've been selling the promise of um, fully full self full self driving capability for years, and they still do. I went on this afternoon and went on Tesla's website and I spec'd out a Tesla Model Y um, for and so for five thousand one hundred dollars on top of the regular price. Uh, of a Tesla Model Y, you can get enhanced autopilot, which has navigate on autopilot. So on a in a um, on a freeway, it will change lanes for you based on which one's going slow and going going fast. Um, it will do auto parking, which my my 2016 Skoda Octavia also does. What Wait. the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's terrifying. Um, God, what? I, I didn't have to pay five. <laughs> thousand dollars is. Do you like, use it? Um, yeah, yeah, occasionally. Wow. Um, oh, damn. <laughs> and then it'll also summon your car if you hit a button. Um, the Skoda doesn't do that. Um, in, in like a parking garage, so you hit a button on your thing, and it'll just like pop out and come to you somehow. Yeah, you you hit a button while you're standing out the front of your Aldi, and then it runs over an old lady on its, its way exactly to, right. to you. Yep. Yeah, or a toddler. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Just just winding back to those um, to those toddler ones. Of course, the um, in the replies, it's just full of people going, "Well, it can tell it. It's a mannequin. It's not going to stop from a mannequin. It you know, it's probably got heat that. detection or something." No, it doesn't. It doesn't have heat detection. It's just got a fucking camera. It's just like, got a camera. Is there the something there? Is there something there? I don't know because should have gotten lighter. But so five thousand one hundred dollars gets you that enhanced autopilot. Ten thousand one hundred dollars gives you, and I quote, the full self-driving capability. Uh, currently, the dot points for that are all of the functionality of enhanced autopilot and traffic light and stop sign control. So occasionally, your Tesla will mistake the moon for a stop sign uh, <laughs> and stop from 100 kilometers an hour to zero on the freeway, um, which is an, an actual thing that they do. Uh, upcoming feature is auto steer on city streets. But they are still selling it as FSD, um, full self-driving capability. They call it a beta, even though it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Um, and it's not and legal, then, like anywhere, right? It's not they, legal, You right? have to be like, your hands have to be on the wheel and you have to be like... That's, exact, that's exactly right. So it's not, it's not autonomous, right? But they say that once it passes this stuff, once their vision, their, um, their AI on the, on the um, computer vision gets good enough and it passes what they call level four and level five um, autonomous certificate, whatever whatever it is in America, I can't remember what it's called, but level four and level five, which speaks to however many, um, like a million miles in the end of um, driving without human intervention to be truly autonomous at level five, I think. Um, so under that, it's got a little blurb that says, you know, subject to legal approval, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but of course, if you own one of these cars and you've paid $10,000 for it, you've actually just paid $10,000 for nothing because you are never going to get your full self-driving capability because they can't do it because Elon said that they don't want to put LiDAR on the car. So it's not going to happen. So sorry, you wasted your money on traffic light and stop sign control. So if you did that... Truly, your shirt looked like a dish rag. Um, <laughs> so why, why, did this do, why did this happen? It's because Elon is a big, wet bitch idiot. Um, so this is from The Verge in 2018. LiDAR, which stands for Light Detection and Ranging, has become a common fixture on self-driving cars operated by companies like GM and Alphabet's Waymo. Um, but Musk has long argued that LiDAR is too expensive, too bulky for Tesla's vehicles. Perhaps I am wrong, he says, and will look like a fool. Um, in my view, it's a crutch that will drive companies to a local maximum that they find very hard to get out of, Musk said. He added, perhaps I am wrong. Perhaps I will look like a fool, but I'm quite certain that I am not. Which uh-huh. is a thing that no fool will ever say. <laughs> so, they're, so they're using cameras, right? Uh, I've already just skipped half of this because we've already been over that. But um, he says... You know, anyone relying on LiDAR is doomed, doomed. Expensive sensors that are unnecessary. It's like having a whole bunch of expensive appendices. You'll see. So something I didn't mention about those two videos is that there are also, uh, in each video, a Tesla equipped with LiDAR. And both in both videos, the LiDAR-equipped ones uh, stop for the toddler, and the ones without LiDAR um, turn the toddler into small paste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but he's confident because, uh, they've got like a neural net and some bullshit, which is, it's, you know, he's just going to be like, fix it in software. Um, it's kind of like he just says, Hey, uh, Oh, it'll just magically happen later. It's kind of like he just says that over and over again. And we'll get to that. Um, he couldn't help but take a swipe at his competitors and their approach to autonomous driving. Um, Musk said it, he found it quite puzzling that so many companies relied on LiDAR to help their cars see. Uh, but to be sure, Tesla ranked last in a recent scorecard of the 19 companies developing f- self-driving cars. Alice noted that even Tesla's own suppliers like NVIDIA have expressed doubt that the computing hardware it sells to Tesla is capable of supporting full automation reliably. So again, yeah. you know, if you bought a, a Model 3 in 2017, you paid for FSD, you're not getting it. It's it's not happening. You, you are going to sell that car before you get your autopilot that you paid for. Very cool. Um, got a little graph there um, of... Um, how good the uh, autonomous uh, strategy and execution of the various brands are. You can see GM, Waymo, Ford all up in the green leaders section. Down in the brown turd section is Tesla <laughs> uh, near Apple and Uber, um, right down there in, in the turd section. Um, weird, that, weird that all of the uh, tech companies who tech have never built cars before are down Silicon in the dog Valley shit guys, section. They're just like, we're really smart we, and we're just going to do this in code. Uh, and then they couldn't. Um, and their lives are probably pointless. Honestly, their souls are forfeit at this stage. Um, so this assessment is based on um, a bunch of things. Um, 
they do note that it's uh, especially interesting because Tesla has become been the most outspoken among automakers, automakers in terms of promising to deliver level five fully autonomous vehicles in the near future, um, whereas other companies avoid doing that because it's really hard. Um, but Tesla is overpromising and underperforming, Navigant argues. In a May 2017 TED Talk, Musk claimed the systems being built today would be level 5 capable by 2019. However, this is unlikely to be, ever be achievable, uh, because since level 5 is defined as the car being able to operate without human intervention in all conditions. Current Tesla hardware lacks the ability to keep sensors clean and unobscured in poor weather, as well as most of the redundant systems needed for fully automated driving, not to mention the LiDAR that most people in the field believe is necessary for highly automated vehicles. Even NVIDIA has expressed doubt um, that this is possible. So again, there is sure hundreds... Their hardware is just for rendering breasts, right? That's right. Um, and and the, uh, the boob effects. Um, so there's like hundreds of, of Tesla engineers trying to work on this thing and just like, you know, grinding themselves to dust because Elon doesn't like LiDAR, right? And it's very typical of all, all like, the way that he runs all of his shit. Um, but never fear, it's going to be ready next year um, from The Verge in 2019, but the year doesn't matter, as we'll get to. Um <laughs> The biggest shock of the talk that Musk gave at this stage came when Musk stated unequivocally that, that unequivocally that Tesla would have, quote, a million driverless cars on the road by the end of 2020. Which, you know, yep, yep. Uh, the plan is to have yeah. them operate commercially in a ride-hailing network. Yep. I wonder how many, uh, how many cars they were producing a year at that point. Not... Not that many. I mean, their their production is certainly ramped up, but not like that. So, like, there's multiple things at the same time there. You know, obviously, they can't manufacture that many cars, let alone get the fucking vision stuff working. Uh, when asked if these cars would be, quote, level five without a geofence, meaning they could travel anywhere under any conditions without a human behind the wheel, Musk said yes. But he's been doing this for a very long time. Um, there was a video um, on a Jalopnik article um, that I was looking at in, in putting this together. Um, and here is a series of quotes from Elon Musk dating back to 2015 and every single year thereafter. Um, should I should I just helpfully annotate here which, which year each quote is taking place? Uh, yes, if you can. It might be a bit busy, but let's give it a go. Okay, so this uh, first one from 2014. Autonomous cars will definitely be a reality. A Tesla car next year will probably be 90% capable of autopilot. Like, so 90% of your miles could be on auto. You know, for sure highway uh, travel. We're probably only a month away from having uh, autonomous driving, at least for highways and for relatively simple roads. Like a Model S and Model X at this point uh, can drive autonomously with greater safety than a person. Right now. And next year, self-driving will be will encompass essentially all modes of driving and be at least 100 to 200 um, percent safer than a person by the end of next year. We're talking maybe 18 months from now. I feel very confident predicting uh, autonomous robot taxis for Tesla next year. I'm 
I'm extremely confident uh, of achieving full autonomy uh, and, and releasing it to the Tesla customer base uh, next year. When do you think Tesla will solve level four FSD? I mean, it's looking quite likely that it will be next year. Perfect. Wonderful. Um, also, I always forget that that's what he sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody, anybody who has like uh, an obsession with him, I am sure they have never heard him talk, because makes my skin crawl. It is just strange, strange person. Um, I assume Theo that you have seen the various people in the replies to uh, those videos of of the Tesla's doming little pretend children. Mm-hmm. So, so like like you said, there were plenty of people going, oh no, 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 no. It knows. It knows that it's like just a cardboard cutout. And then the person yeah. who's making the video is like, it's it's not though. It's like a, a body size thing and it's weighted and it has all the dimensions of a child and all that sort of stuff. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah but it's that's cold. So blah, blah, blah. And it gets to the point of people saying, no, you need to put an actual child in front of this thing. Yeah, and yeah. then and it will 100%. stop. I, d- I don't know how much of this is a joke, but I, I definitely saw a guy trying to organize... <laughs> For someone's someone to put card, their kid someone, in someone's child to be murdered by a Tesla. My goodness. They really, they truly believe. Um, so, obviously, every year they promise this shit, and it never comes. Uh, it's an enormous scam um, perpetrated by a tremendous moron. Let's just have a quick peek at how they're doing currently with this. So, this is from the LA Times, um, covering a period from January 1st, 2021 to January 16th, 2022. Um, so we've got dozens of safety complaints about FSD, many reports of phantom braking, which is just braking for no reason, like a dog getting scared by its own farts. Um, and a bunch of, of, uh, of incident reports here, which I will read. Um, in Southampton, New York, a Model 3, t- uh, Model 3 traveling at 60 miles per hour crashed into an SUV parked on the highway shoulder. The Tesla drove itself, quote, straight through the side of the SUV, ripping off the car mirror. The driver called Tesla to say, quote, our car has gone crazy. Mm. Mm. Uh, Houston, Texas, um, a Model 3 was traveling at 35 miles per hour, quote, when suddenly the car jumped over the curb, causing damage to the bumper of the wheel and a flat tire. The crash... Quote, appeared to be caused by a discolored patch in the road that gave FSD the false perception of an obstacle which it tried to avoid. Remember, they don't have any depth sensing. Uh, they just... So if the if the road's the wrong colour, uh, your car will steer itself into an orphanage and then switch off uh, autonomous control just before impact uh, so that you are legally culpable. Uh, it says here, rejecting a warranty claim, a Tesla service centre charged 2300 $32.37 and said it wouldn't return the car until the bill was paid. Awesome. Very awesome. From Bria, no idea where that is. Quote, while taking a left turn, the car went into the wrong lane and I was hit by another driver in the lane next to my car. The car by itself took control and forced itself into the incorrect lane, putting everyone involved at risk. Car is severely damaged on the driver's side. From Collettesville, uh, North Carolina, quote, the road curved to the left, and as the car took the turn, it took too wide of a turn and veered off the road. The 
right side of the car went up and over the beginning of a rock incline. The front Ooh. tire blew out. Only the side airbags deployed. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. The car travelled about 500 yards along the road and then turned itself off. The estimated damages were $28,000 to $30,000. Which, in my limited understanding of cars, is a write-off, right? That's, that is a that's pretty much car. The that car. is most of the, yeah. most of the car. Uh, Troy, Missouri? Is that what MO is? That, that is, is Missouri. That's Troy, right. Missouri. Tesla was turning through a curve when, quote, suddenly about 40% of the way through the turn, the Model Y straightened the wheel and crossed over the center line into the direct path of the oncoming vehicle. Ooh. When I attempted to pull the vehicle back in my lane, I lost control and skidded off into a ditch and through the woods, causing significant damage to the vehicle. And, of course, he would it's his fault because he took control or he didn't take it. control yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I, I love, like... I love this entire thing where it's like you you have to be touching the wheel and then as soon as yeah. you're touching the wheel, it's your fault. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's while, also the, the whole time while the, the fucking car's playing chicken with a There's There's also the thing where like uh, apparently uh, when, when sensing that a crash is like yeah, imminent, it, the full self-driving switches itself it off. Is like, alleged, it is alleged to switch yeah, itself off. Alleged to switch itself off moments before impact so that it can say, oh, the, the Tesla wasn't driving itself when the impact occurred. 100%. And the thing that this, this article pointed out was that Musk was on record on ha- having said that FSD is not to blame for any accidents so far, um, which is really cool. Really fun to think about. This is just a year's worth, by the way. It doesn't include any of the previous year's fatal crashes. No deaths. Excuse me. Jackson, Missouri. A Model 3, quote, jerked right towards a semi-truck, then jerked left towards the posts in the median as it was accelerating, and the FSD would not turn off. We owned this car for 11 days when our wreck happened. Uh, From Hercules, California. Powerful town name. Mm. Um... Phantom braking caused the Tesla to suddenly stop and, quote, the vehicle behind me didn't react, so a rear-end collision caused serious damage to the vehicle. And finally, from Dallas, Texas, uh, quote, I was driving on full self-driving assistance. A car was in my blind spot, so I tried to take over the car by tugging the wheel. The car sounded an alarm indicating I was going to crash into the left-hand medium. Uh, median, I was believe I was fighting with the car to regain control of the car and ended up hitting the left median, which ricocheted the car all the way to the right, hitting the median. So check out uh, check out Tesla's. Hmm. Christ alive! It only costs you ten thousand one hundred dollars for your car to autonomously uh, run you into a cow. Why don't you just drive your car? Just drive your car. It's just one of life's great pleasures. It is. And we won't have it for long because of the oil wars. Yeah. So, you know, just... I don't know. If you're really against driving your own car, look into buses. Yeah, yeah. check out check out going on a bus. Trains. Oof. Yep. There is Pretty a... Uh, bus. Yeah, there's a, there's a young upstart company in America at the moment called Greyhound. And I believe that they, they will drive the vehicle for you. Yeah. Mm. From state to state. You, you don't you know? have to bring your own driver. It's a mistake a lot of people make when going coach. They provide the driver for you. Yeah, there's already one there. You can leave yours at home. Yep. <laughs> to me, there's there's like a strange... Uh, there's kind of a strange gap in 
this this vision, this futurist vision that that this gives to people, right? Where like when Elon Musk says, "Oh, we're just going to have millions of cars and they'll be completely autonomous and self-driving," right? They'll all be driving themselves and it'll be completely safe and everything. It's really weird to me that all these people have this vision of yeah, we'll have completely like automated transport and everything, but also it will just still be millions and millions of cars. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be like, two tons of cars for for you sitting like in the driver's seat uh, with four other completely empty seats in your car. Yeah, um, it, does, it like it's not going to make it's not going to make travel any more like efficient in any way. No, it's not going to make gonna, it. It's not going to make it cheaper. Not going to get um, you there faster. No. Other than, like, you know, if if you're imagining how great it would be to be able to, like, sleep in your car while it yeah. continues to drive you somewhere or whatever. like It's, it's still going just... to produce uh, way more, like, uh, life cycle CO2 than, like, an order of magnitude more, even though we're talking about batteries, than going on a train. Because it turns out trains can just, like, pull, like, a thousand people at a time. So, it sucks. I feel like... It sucks. It's just a terrible vision of the future. Fucking, we're we're heading towards like the middle of the century, and this is what we got. This is what we got. This is what what our tech boys are, our big wet tech boys are bringing us. Just sloppy cars that want to cube you. Like it, it makes it makes so much more sense to me for like shipping, you know. Makes so much more sense to me with with like trucks and all that sort of thing. Like oh, I um, thought you meant like like boats just like cruising around the ocean. There's not much to hit out out there, so it's probably well. Well, what I, what I mean is like if if there is if there is one type of industry that you can think of pretty quickly that still exists and kind of just has to exist at this point in some sense, it is like. Delivery of goods to mm-hmm. grocery stores in urban areas and suburban areas and that sort of stuff, right? The stuff has to get itself from ports to other places in the country and that sort of thing. In um in the in the movie Logan, the the last Hugh Jackman Wolverine one, um, it's like sort of set in the near future and on the highways there are just like semi-trailer sort of things, but they just don't have anything on the front. They're basically just yeah, like... Yeah, just, blind just the back part blasting down the highways and stuff, you know? And that's an industry where it's obviously something that, that really pushes humans to the limits. Like, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't pay people enough to do the job and people have to, like, do a bunch of meth and stay up all night in, a, in order to make the runs from the time that, they, that they're supposed to be able to do them and it's really unsafe and a bunch of people get killed when, you know, somebody falls asleep at the wheel of a semi and drifts over into the other lane. Like, that's something where you can look at it and say, that's, that's a, a practical use for, like, autonomous electric vehicles... Moving stuff around in a way where it's not it's not really a safe thing for humans to continue doing all the time. And it's also, like, not the majority of road traffic. It's not the majority of vehicles yeah. on the road that are, like, trucks taking stuff places. Whereas, to just look out at the world as it is at the moment and go, wow, imagine that, but the cars are driving themselves and that's it. That's the difference yeah, to the future. Imagine you can be going in your, you know, single occupancy car... Uh, to your tech job that you hate, 
in the Bay Area. Uh, but while you're driving, you can also jack yourself off. Yeah, so check on, that out. On your way to uh, on your way to training to go and colonize Mars for Elon yeah, Musk. Yeah, yeah, go and colonize Mars. Let's you know. Let's get on that. Let's get on that. Hey, speaking of um, attempting to colonize. Yeah. Re- this is like reverse colonization. This next story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. It's time for Domino's Watch. This comes to us uh, from The Guardian. Domino's retreats from Italy, having failed to conquer the home of pizza. (laughs) Hell yeah. You tried. (laughs) Oh... Hoisted by their own petard. The hubris, you know? It's so funny. This That's... is the story that we'll be reading about the Guzman and Gomez guys going to, <laughs> going to America Mexico. and Mexico. Oh. <laughs> Domino's Pizza has pulled out, couldn't be me, of the Italian market after failing in its mission to conquer the home of pizza. The U.S. fast food chain's departure from Italy after seven years followed a period in which the business was badly hit by the coronavirus pandemic, which in turn forced traditional Italian pizzerias to adopt their own delivery services. Owned. Yeah. (laughs) My goodness. The company set out with ambitious plans of opening 880 outlets across the country by 2030. Hopeful that it could win over Italian customers with pizza topped with pineapple. Ah, that's just the Guardian being rude. There's no call for that. <laughs> it's so funny that like 2030 as a year for something is like very futuristic sounding to me. I know it's like we've felt that way about the future for the last 30 years, but you're like, yeah, that's the time where the sky is just dominated by flying cars. And also there's 880 Domino's pizzas in Italy. <laughs> you so dumb motherfuckers. It got as far as opening 29 branches, all of which have now been closed. (laughs) Is there anything in this about uh, the the on-the-street reaction? Uh, Because I am imagining just continuous yelling and screaming as... as, uh, Italians go to their day work, go go to their day jobs, walking past, and they see this aberration... There's a vacuum of culture. They, they're just they, shouting. They're wildly gesticulating. Italians go to work. They get there at 10.30. <laughs> uh, they, they settle in for their mid-morning nap. Three hours later, they wake up, go out for lunch, and they are furious. Go out for their four-hour lunch break. <laughs> oh, uh, man. We are uh, going to get some feedback in this, in this article, Theo. Wonderful. Uh, I'm just looking at the the TripAdvisor page for the Domino's Pizza that is... uh, It's in Rome. Mm -hmm. It's about a kilometer away from St. Peter's Basilica. Yeah, wonderful. It's exactly uh, where I was expecting it to be. It has 1.5 stars. (laughs) All of the reviews are in Italian, so, uh, you know, it's not not much help to me. Uh, uh, oh wow! Okay, some so of those bad boys into Google Translate. I've chucked one of them in, and the title of the review is "The problem is not the American taste, but that is it is bad." <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I ordered four pizzas, Hawaiian margarita, veggie, and chicken bacon to celebrate as a family, and we were really in the mood for some American flavor. Domino's looked perfect, but in reality, the pizza turned out to be bad. Almost biscuit dough, sweet aftertaste, not very digestible, very dry in the topping, and not very palatable. I state that I have some experience of American-style pizzas, but this has very little to do with them. I'm sorry, but we're really not there. The pizza is not good, and it has nothing to do with it being American. In addition, the service was also particularly slow, and in my opinion, one could perceive the considerable inexperience on the part of the boys slash pizza makers. <laughs> uh, well, there, there, there are reviews here on TripAdvisor for uh, the one in Milan. Before, here- before we move on, I would just say that, that I think the slow service is one... Uh, one actual consideration they made for the Italian market. They they won't be ready if we bring it out in five minutes. They won't. Uh, so this this review is from John W, who's from North Carolina, uh, and he starts off by saying, "Simply unbelievable that Domino's is in Milan." We walked by one of the Domino's restaurants in Milan on our way to dinner. There were a few people inside, but the food looked greasy. They actually offered pepperoni on pizza. There is no such thing as pepperoni in Italy. In fact, it all looked like the Domino's back home, precisely the kind of food I came to Italy to escape. The only customers I can imagine they are attracting are desperately homesick Americans and Italians curious to learn what we Americans have done to real Italian food. My guess is Domino's should do what Starbucks has done and leave Italy to the Italians. One star. Get him, John W. Uh, Didn't even try it, though. Curious. Well, somebody here uh, did try it. They say, one star, horrible pizza with exaggerated price. The pizza tastes awful. The price is exaggerated. A small bottle of cola is €2.45. That is crazy. (laughs) I love Italy. (laughs) I, I ordered the barbecue chicken. Too much barbecue sauce ruined everything. My partner ordered a pizza Hawaiian. The tomato sauce was awful. I can't actually tell if that person's Italian or not, but um. Oh well, we've got a we've got a five star review from somebody who lives in Milan, Italy. I was driving in Milan when I see the giant signboard Domino's Pizza. Excited, I decided to order one the barbecue chicken <laughs> pizza. Wow, really ganami. <laughs> oh, sweet. G N A M M Y. If you want to try something different from the classic boring Italian pizza, you are in the right place. Thank you, Luca. That's just uh that's just the manager of the Domino's of the big fake mustache. Yeah. <laughs> uh franchise holder E Pizza filed for bankruptcy in April this year. Nice to E Pizza you. <laughs> I got a, we got an email at the bar today, like through the bar's email address from a rep. They started their email with, allow me to introduce myself. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. So uh, I left the email unread and we should not be buying their products. <laughs> Domino's first foray into Italy was Milan in 2015 before venturing to other cities, including Turin, Bologna, Parma and the capital Rome. It did not, however, make it to Naples, the southern city where Pizza Margherita was created. Quote, It would have been a very strange if Domino's worked here, said Gino Sorbio, who owns a pizzeria in the city. 
Naples is a very particular market. It wins on tradition, identity. It wouldn't have worked if the only goal was to make a money. Domino's Pizza? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Domino's Pizza was brought to Italy by the entrepreneur Alessandro Lazzaroni. The move followed a similarly brave culinary exploit years, early, years earlier when McDonald's opened its first store in Bolzano in 1985. That's different. That's totally different. different. So crazy different. Like, that's... that You, you invented McDonald's. Yes. Yeah. Hamburgers like, are from your country. It's not like you're taking... McDonald's to a city where there's like seven generations of father-son pizza makers who would like kill their teen son if he made one pizza base wrong. Like, well, but for hamburgers. Father-son Big Mac Smiths. Italians making McDonald's in America. Mm. The Domino's venture had some initial success, but ultimately could not compete. Not even on price, given that a pizza in an Italian restaurant can cost as little as five euro. On top of the widespread availability of shops serving pizza al taglio, pizza by the slice, for even less. God, that said, so Lazzaroni. <laughs> that said, Lazzaroni, an ex-general manager of Burger King in Italy, now works for Crazy Pizza, <laughs> a restaurant owned by the Formula former Formula One team boss Flavio Briatore on Rome's plush Via Veneto, where a humble margarita costs 15 euro. Good lord. I would that never nightmare. eat at a place called Crazy Pizza. I'm not going to fucking Crazy Pizza. <laughs> 15 euro, that is uh, 20, 21 Australian yeah. dollars. Which no. for a good pizza, that's fine. We're paying that. No, here. no, no. Where not in Italy, buddy. Not in Italy. It, pizza is so cheap and it is all so good. Is it just like toast to them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, and and the wine flows like water. Check out Italy. <laughs> hey, if you like pizza, yeah, check out Italy. I. <laughs> the only reason I was happy is on our on our honeymoon we went to Europe, right? And the the only reason I was happy to get to France was so that I could start shitting again. <laughs> 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 I was just like, oh, plugged up, and I got worms. Well, we've managed to bring this episode full circle around from baby diarrhea at the start to man constipation at the end. Yeah. Hey, what? what <laughs> shit's liquid in the morning <laughs> has a five on the Bristol stool chart in the afternoon. Oh, boy. Oh, and can't I cannot shit. shit at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.